I want to thank Jeremy for the prayer on my behalf. Has been announced uh, the lesson tonight will be on the sixth chapter of Acts. There's only 15 verses in this chapter. If, if you would like to, I'm going to read those verses right quick and then I'll make a few comments. <clears throat> and in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring among the, among the Grecian against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look out ye among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great, number, great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines and Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and of them of Cilicia and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Then they suborned men which said, We have heard, this, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and came upon him and caught him and brought him to the council and set up false, false witnesses which said, This man ceaseth not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council looking steadfastly on him saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. Among other things, this chapter introduces to us the office of the first deacons that have been that were appointed into the church. It tells us of their duty, who chose them, who appointed them, and some of their characteristics that they were to possess. And Brother Kerry brought to us last week at, here at the end of chapter five of Acts, the apostles. It says rejoiced because of their suffering and that day after day they never stopped teaching and preaching Jesus Christ. And it was in those days that chapter 6 is referring to here in verse 1 where he says, And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose murmuring. And as the apostles continued spreading the gospel or the good news, the number of disciples increased, and you can probably imagine that as the number of disciples increased, that there would be more people who had needs that needed to be addressed. And it's interesting to see that here, here in the very beginning of the church that there's already dissension brewing. We find here that uh, there are two classes of people here in the church in Jerusalem, the Grecian Jews and the Hebrew Jews. 
the Grecian or the Hebrews would have been those Jews who remained in Jerusalem and who spoke the Hebrew language and, and continued their customs. The Grecian Jews were those Jews that had left and were born and dwelt in Greece and spoke the Greek language and had, had a lot of the Greek customs. And we see here that in verse 1 that the Grecian widows were not receiving what was thought to be necessary. And that obviously could mean and probably does mean that they weren't receiving enough food or maybe even money. It's been suggested that this refers to spiritual food, but I don't really think that that's very likely because that's what the apostles wanted to do. They wanted to teach. So it's not likely that they were neglecting anyone in teaching on purpose. Nevertheless, there was some dissension that arose, and the 12 apostles becoming aware of it, they quickly took action and addressed the problem, beginning in verse 2, by calling the disciples and explaining that they, the apostles, need to be free to preach the word of God and not to serve tables. And up to this point, it may be possible that the apostles were taking care of this business of seeing to this duty, but now it becomes so time-consuming that they had uh, told the brethren to choose some men out from among yourselves to take care of this business. And in all likelihood, I I'm sure that they that those men made up both Hebrew and Grecian Jews both so that the Grecians could be satisfied that they were being represented. And so they chose out the first deacons. And it tells us that some of the qualities of these men were, they, were to possess, here in the third verse, they were to be men of honest report, they were to be full of the Holy Ghost, and they were to be full of wisdom. And I know that it's quite an honor to be chosen as a deacon and appointed. And I know that we're all certainly thankful for those of you that are here that serve in that position. And I know your time has certainly been trying in the last couple of months, but we do appreciate you and thank you very much. And we'd like to note here that after the brethren chose these men that the apostles were the ones who appointed them. And now at this time the apostles were free to do what they wanted to do, to give themselves fully to prayer and ministry. In verse 5 there we learn that the names of these men, but we don't know much more about them except that we do know that Stephen is to become the first martyr with Saul being a witness to his death. And we also read later in the scriptures of Philip, who was also an evangelist besides being a deacon, and that he baptized the eunuch and also converted a man named Simon in Acts 8. Tradition tells us, for whatever it's worth to you, that Prochorus was a nephew of Stephen and he was also a companion of John the Evangelist. And it's said that he became a martyr in Antioch in the first century. It tells us that Timon was martyred with fire by a local governor who didn't like what he was preaching. Nicholas came from Antioch and according to Irenaeus, 
The Nicolaitans mentioned in Revelations took their name from Nicholas. Nicanor is said to have been martyred at Cyrus in 76 AD, and Parmenas is said to have been martyred at Philippi. And from what, what little I found on Philip, it just simply said that he died in old age. And here in the sixth chapter, in verse 7, we read that the church is still increasing and that even a great company of the priests became obedient to the faith. And then verse 8 tells us, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. And then in verses 9 through 15, we see that it was because of the qualities that Stephen had, his faith, the power that he possessed, the great wonder and miracles that he performed, that his, his fate was pretty well sealed at this time. From our own life's experiences, things that we've seen, we know that all too often that when people can't win an argument on facts, that they will turn to anger, lies, and violence, as was the case here with Stephen. These men could not resist him because of how, how much wisdom that he had, the spirit that he possessed. And then in verse 11 begins to tell us what these men would resort to because of the fact that they could not contradict what Stephen had been teaching them. He had simply been teaching them the truth, and a lot of it they already knew from the Old Testament. So they resorted to their lies. And although the scriptures don't come out and say it, you, you can, reading this story, you can see the jealousy and the hate that begins showing up in them that they had for Stephen and the pride and the anger that led them to continue down the path that they were headed towards. In verse 15, again, it says, And all that sat in the council, looking steadfastly on him, saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. And I have to wonder how these men did what they did to Stephen later on that we'll find out in the next chapter study after seeing what they saw that the 15th verse tells us here. Seeing his face as the face of an angel. That's pretty much what I've got on, on this chapter. My final thoughts would be to, to encourage each one of us to examine ourselves and, and to try our best to keep jealousy and anger and hate and pride out of our lives because that, those, those things will, will destroy us. As always, in the, at the end of a service, we like to offer an invitation to anyone who would like to obey the gospel if you've been taught in the past or anyone who would like a prayers for any reason, we'd ask you to come forward at this time as we stand and sing.